Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, insanely strong gun-headed main characters, deuce ex mahina level MacGuffins, post-apocalyptic craziness, promotion of cigarette use, and gun porn galore. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 337. Think there is an extended warranty for being an overextended? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Mong Review. Some podcasts and vanguard reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. I'm your Jose and saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Yes, friends, I'm back for another fun-filled episode of this wonderful podcast. And I'm excited because there is so much going on. And I've just been really good. We finally have caught up on most of the shows for this season. There's a couple that haven't been released yet. But we are going to be releasing a fall anime 2019 podcast this week. And I'm kind of excited for some of the things we are talking about. But this is not the anime podcast. This is Spyrokin's manga podcast. We talk about manga. All the awesomeness that is manga. But if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spyrokin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connectively enhanced narratives. Now, what does that mean? Pretty much what that means is that every episode we talk about one or two manga tiles and tell you the pros and cons about it. How the art style is, the characters are, the overarching plot, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You have to agree with anything that I and my co-host say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can listen to any of our earlier episodes, and we have quite a bunch. We're at 336. We've been doing this for over 10 years. But you can find them all at www.spirekin.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and various other social media sites. Just type in Spirekin, S-P-I-R-E-K-N, I guarantee you'll find us one way or another. Also, before I forget completely, if you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can direct message us at Twitter, at Spirekin. We're also on Instagram, follow us. And email me personally at zan at Spirekin.com. I'd love hearing from you guys, because you guys have some insightful and unique ideas, concepts, and thoughts about the different series we're talking about. Also, comment if you're watching the YouTube videos, because... I've had some really good comments about some of the series that we've been talking about. Like, some people didn't realize were related to other series. And I think there was one which was a rant about how... Uh, what is that series? Um, when we were talking about uh, Astro Cat, how that's not a real series. Which, it totally... Astro Cat is totally a real series. It's just a weird parody that Osama Tezuka made. But, I digress. I keep going off tangents. I don't know why. <coughs> I still got a little bit of that... Um, allergies from last time but i'm doing a lot better doctors have helped out a lot and i've been getting a lot of rest working hard getting things ready in sight especially because this is the month of halloween and lots of cool things are happening and there's so many good anime that's out but we're here talking about manga and speaking of which let's talk about the manga that was released this weekend we had 12 volumes that were released this weekend i've got to say i'm kind of excited about a couple of them now, the first one is an oldie but goldie. We're talking about Cardcaptor Sakura Collector's Edition Volume 2. If you had not jumped on the Cardcaptor Sakura train, I highly recommend it. It's a very dynamic series by Clamp that they have done a lot of work with, and it's just a great mythology, unique characters that are three-dimensional, and I gotta say, Kiro-chan is one of the best mascot characters that's out there. Um, you have Fire Punch Volume 8. Yes, the series that I was bashing a couple of episodes ago has another volume. Why can't they let the series fucking die? I don't know, but whatever. You have Glepnir, Volume 4. Golden Kamui, Volume 12. Himoto, Umaru-chan, Volume 7 is being released, or has been released. You have Hitorijime, My Hero, Volume 5. Mythical Beast Investigator, Volume 2. O Maidens in Your Savage Season 4, the manga. 
Patima Inverted, that's why I'm being released in the UK. You have Skeleton Knight in Another World, the light novel, Volume 3. That time I got reincarnated as a slime, the manga, Volume 11. And finally, Tokyo Terror Bay Girls, Volume 9. And, <coughs> like I said, the ones that I am really excited for. One, Umaru-chan. You can't get enough of that insane, neat, crazy little sister. Uh, Card Captain Sakura, if you haven't read it, definitely check it out. And the other one I highly recommend is um, that time I got reincarnated as slime. I thought that was going to be a really weird Izekai, and it's pretty addictive. We haven't reviewed it yet because it has not come up on the Wheel of Manga, but I guarantee when it comes up, I'm going to get Greta on here because she has some opinions of that series. She's actually kind of addicted to it, but I digress because... But anyway, let me know what you guys think. What series you're you are excited about. Uh, I know a lot of people like Golden Kamui. I know a lot of people are really interested in Old Maidens in your Savage Season, which is a very, um, I don't know, I haven't, I haven't heard a synopsis of it. It sounds a little weird, but let me know what you guys think on that one. Um, but yeah, let us know. And so, with that in mind, let's get to the thing which I am excited to talk about. An insane series, a great series of manga that... I've got to say, Viz Media, you are up in your game totally. So, if you remember the last episode I spun, that one that only the Wheel of Manga, it dictated on to be reviewing a manga that was written by Tasuku Karasuma. And it was published by Shuisho, meaning it's a Viz Media title. And this was released originally 2014 to present. There are nine volumes. The series anime adaptation started last week. And, uh, wow... You know, it's uh, it's pretty faithful and completely fucking insane. And I gotta say, I love it. Uh, it is a Senin action sci-fi film noir series. And the name of this manga that was released in Ultra Jump is No Guns Life or No Guns Rifle. This is an insanely simple premise. You have an alternative future... Where technology is advanced enough so that people could get enhancements. They can become cyborgs. And this is pretty awesome. So one big corporation decides to monopolize this and they are now ruling an entire city. Now, with the advent of enhancements, or as they're now known as extended, people decided to use this for their own means and for warfare. And a huge war happened. The war ended... And now a lot of the extended who still around are former soldiers who may resort to alternative methods to survive. A lot of mafia people, a lot of criminals. And in this world, things are not great. Uh, there's one section of the city that we're in that is specifically for extended. It's a slums. It's very similar to how in Gangsta you had Section 7, which was that lawless area. It's very similar to that. But overarching this big this section in this city is... This conglomerate company, which is truly ma not magnanimous at all. It's called Berin. I know I'm pronouncing it wrong. I cannot do German very well. But it's very supposedly very nice, very good. But they're totally not nice at all. There's a clash of societies in this world. Where you have people who are against Extended. And there's a terrorist group that's trying to kill all Extended. Then you have the Extended who are trying to protect themselves. And they come in all manner, shape, and size. Because some people get minor extensions, some people get major extensions, like with any Cyborg series. And our main character is a private investigator who does consulting for anything. 
His name is Juzo Inoue. And he is a resolver. So pretty much, he's the guy that you go to when you have a thing to complete. Now, Juzo doesn't remember anything before the Great War, before he became extended. He has complete amnesia. Sounds kind of familiar from another series, mind you. <coughs> and his one thing is that he is an old school extended because he was in the war. And he was known as a gun slave unit. Pretty much, he is a tall, hulking cyborg with a gun for a head. He has a kind of like a trap jaw type mouth. And then he has a gun on his head. That's it. And apparently, gun gun slave units, it was you had one person who wasn't uh, extended. And then the extended was like a mobile tank who would do all the fighting. And then when shit went real... The person who isn't extended would fire the gun off the top of the extended's head and it'd be like a super blast. So, Juzuo kind of needs a partner, but he doesn't have a partner. He doesn't need it because he's strong, he's fast, and he is pretty, well, he gets the job done. I mean, he's a, he's, he's your typical film noir character. He's got that personal model of take care of shit yourself, wipe your own ass, um, take care of your own problems. He hates kids. He chain smokes, and also he hates humidity, surprisingly, because his head kind of rusts. Like, he, he gets water, and he's like, oh god, oh god, oh god, I gotta take it off, because rust will kill me. And he resolves a case where something goes wrong, takes care of it as he's walking away. He sees news that a renegade extended went crazy, kidnapped a kid, and did horrible things, and killed a bunch of people. And as he's walking around, he notices that there is a nun talking to the police. So he's like, okay, that's a little weird, but whatever. He walks to his apartment where he's got this very, well, let's say, I think his landlady is going to be a major character, but right now she's just there. Her name's Christina. She's kind of ball-busting him. She has a sign that says, pay your rent or get out. So it, it, he's kind of like, doesn't take shit. Walks up to his apartment. Someone smashed his window. And they find the renegade extended in there with the kid. And he's like, listen, I didn't do anything. I didn't hurt anybody. Watch the kid, and I'll pay you back, I promise. When While this altercation is going on, the uh, security bureau shows up, and they're looking for this extended, and they think he's in Juzo's apartment. And Juzo's like, there's no extended in my apartment, I'm remodeling. Is the key in there? Nah. You can't go in my, in my domicile, it's not against the law. And if you arrest me, yeah, you have to call it in, but I get ten minutes where I can do more fucked up things to you than you'd expect. So the cop's like... Okay, I don't think anybody's in here, and I'm not going to deal with that. But you know what? Your luck ain't going to last forever. Extended. He walks away. So, long story short, the the renegade extended disappears, leaves the kid in his apartment, and through a lot of circumstances, we discover that the kid is a MacGuffin. He is a test experiment who has a super powerful extension in him. Where he's able to control other extended for a short period of time. Kind of body jacking people. He uses power and he can control other people at will. The, and it's super illegal. And if Barum gets caught with this, they could go get in trouble. But they want him back for reasons. And Juzo is going to defend this kid for all the times he can. Also, before I forget, the kid has been mutilated and tortured. The kid can't speak. The kid's arms and legs have been cut up to shit. Uh, his wrists and his Achilles tendons have been cut, so he can't walk, move. He ends up taking this kid to an associate of his, a uh, back alley engineer or maintenance person named Mary, who's 
pretty funny. She's almost the Friday to him. And she and she is a good foil to him. And it just gets into a lot of I'm not gonna spoil the whole first volume, but suffice to say, it's a very cool case. Uh, the end of the series, at the end of that series, the end of the first volume, it ends in a place where you could see this is not just a procedural because you have a lot of questions. What's going on? What happened to Juzuo? What is going to happen with Tetsuo with his superpower, which is called Harmony? And also, what is going on with Barum and all these people who work for Barum? What is the whole overarching plot? We have to wait and see. And I've got to say, one, the art style is very, well, it is a very unique art style. And i got to say, it's kind of crazy because one of the things is that you can't tell where Juzuo's eyes are, how he sees. Like, at one point he has a bag over his head, yet he can see everything perfectly fine. And this leads to a lot of hilarity, like uh, this mafia guy comes to him for help and he says, you know what? I can't help you because if you don't wipe your own ass, no one's going to trust you. The mafia guy understands, agrees with him, but he tries to intimidate him. He's trying to look at him like, it's like, you know, it's kind of hard to intimidate a guy when you can't look him right in the eyes. Where the hell is your eyes anyway? And you can't tell because Juzo's a tall, strong, kick-ass, like he looks, his character design is amazing. One thing that's really cool is he has a, a not a gun barrel, but a, the chamber for the guns, the for the you know the six shooter, the chamber on his right hand, and if he puts bullets in there, he gets super punches. One other thing is that he has to use a specific brand of cigarette because it's good for his uh, well his mentality. Supposedly the 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 chemicals in it are good for maintaining his system and help him regulate because extended they have pain management problems and the cigarettes help him out even though he's totally addicted to them and one of the ways that uh the evil corporation decides to torture him is by buying every single pack of the cigarette in the city and then they're gonna be like okay if you give the kid back we'll give you the cigarettes you want and when he says no they start smashing the cigarettes in front of him oh i forgot to mention that asshole um yeah, the main guy that you're dealing with so far is this enforcer for Burham Corporation named Cunningham. He's a short, fat, squat guy who looks completely like a tool. And his whole thing is that he keeps saying that um, the people who work for him and everybody, including Tetsuo, are these cogs in a machine that exist only to serve Burham. And he's totally like a company man through and through. If they told him he has to kill himself, most likely he probably would kill himself. But first, he tried to find a way to find someone else to kill himself so he could survive and serve this great corporation. Which, there is some fucked up things going on with this corporation, and I can't wait to see what's going on. Now, I tried showing this to Greta. Um, she does not like the design. Uh, we tried watching the first episode of the anime. Um, let's just leave it to... Uh, what was I going to say? Let's just leave that for the review when we do the anime review. Talk about that. But she was not impressed by the series. It's a little too fan service, even though there's not much fan service. There's only like two girls who kind of have bits. You have uh, Mary, who she just, she looks, she's kind of like a lab coat girl. And then you have one of the uh, extended working for Barum Corp, who first looks like a nun, and then she looks like a uh, crazy stripper girl with a really cool uh, double barrel revolver. 
a lot of gun porn in this. A lot of references to guns and pistols and... Yeah. I think that's all I could say about this series, so let's get to it. Uh, yeah, this series is completely fucking insane, and I love it. As a guy, it's just... And I'm not a fan of, like, super action series at times, but this one I'm like, I totally want to know more, because it hits that sweet spot of... It is a dumb action series. It's also film noir and there's lots of mystery involved. And I think this could get really cool. Um, don't think there's a love interest, and I gotta see where it goes. So for right now, I'm gonna have to give No Guns Life our highest rating. Really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't read this now, your brain will swap in your eyes, will freeze in your soul before to the great Zoma Gustar. It's that good. It's totally like, you should buy this, read it, pass it off to friends. It's a little vulgar, but hey, a sentence series, they don't pull punches at all. Not at all. <coughs> so, I think that's all I can say about this. But if you disagree with me, let me know. Zansparker.com. Or if you've read this and love this, tell me what your favorite aspect about this manga is. Zansparker.com. Right now, my favorite aspect is the design of the characters and the film noir night style. Now, note, I do feel that Juzo feels a little like Roger Smith in Big O, where it's the whole, I'm uh, someone who has a pompous title that solves problems, and I have no memory from X amount of years ago. At first, I was like, he seems like Roger Smith, but that's where it ends, because he's totally not like Roger Smith. Roger Smith is debonair and classy. Juzo's an, I don't give a shit, I'm just going to get this done, and you do it yourself if I'm not going to help you. And I love that he takes it to everybody. He does not have any qualms of who he insults. He'll insult a cop. He'll insult company mates. He'll insult the mafia. The best is when the whole interaction with him and the mob guy. At one point, he says, hey, you want uh, some coffee? I'll make it for you. Yeah, they, these some assholes who are importing this stuff illegally, they raise the prices. So all I got is this shitty coffee I had to get. But if you want, you can have some. And you're like, oh, damn. Because... <laughs> The mafia guys are the ones who are importing and he's just saying, yeah, you guys are shitty. And he does not care. He has no qualms for who he cares about. And I like that he's he's very refreshing, I've got to say. So anyway, if you want to listen to any of our other reviews, check them out. www.sparker.com or email me personally is dansparker.com. Like I said, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Apple Music, Stitcher, YouTube, all those other sites. And let's get to the part... That so many of you love. That part we've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga. Except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with ten slots on it. What I've done is I've assigned a manga title to each of the ten slots. We've got some great titles on here, some that are weird, and some that are very what-the-hell, but I digress. And what we're going to do is we're going to spin this wheel of manga, and whatever number it lands on, that's what we review in the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review. Let's, so let's spin and see what we're going to review. Number two. So... In the next episode, we're reviewing a manga that I, well, I know only a little bit. It looks kind of like Gantz meets a Possession series. I don't know. Uh, we're talking about Black Torch. Uh, 
So, I'll let you know how that is on the next episode. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope that you guys had fun. I always have fun doing these, and I'm going to keep going as long as I can. Let me know what you guys think. Have a great day. Keep reading manga. And this is your host, Zan. I'm Gronzville. Catch you guys next time.